Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everybody. You are dialed into Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting. We're at the Our Next 75 Summit with the Allegheny Conference. And I have a special co-host with me today. First time ever, I have Gina Winstead hanging out with me in place of Audrey Russo. Gina. Exciting. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Jonathan. I, when Audrey called me up, she says, I can't make this interview. <laughs> she was dying because she really wanted to interview our guest who we have here. And she said, Gina's going to do it with you. I said, absolutely. Totally. No we other person. Tag I could, team exactly. like no one else in no a new way. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. And I'm really pumped because we were talking to Katarina Fake. And this is someone where I knew the name. I knew some of the things. But as I did my research, I couldn't believe... Mm-hmm. What this woman has done over her career, I mean, she's like a tech pioneer, mm-hmm. an investing pioneer. And she's here in Pittsburgh to address the Our Next 75 Summit. So, Katarina, thanks for hanging out with us today. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, such cool stuff. So, first off, just give us your quick little elevator pitch about Katarina. Yeah. So about who I am? Yeah. Okay, so I'm the accidental technologist. I actually mm-hmm. got into this um, sideways because I studied literature I did and too. art. Oh, oh see? There so you I, go. So, I have a chance. <laughs> and everybody, I encourage everybody actually from the liberal arts to to you know not dismiss a career in tech because cool. you'll have a special perspective and you'll be able to do things a different way which I feel I have done yeah. during my career so some of the things that I've done I was co-founder of Flickr I've been an entrepreneur I've, I've started three before, different right? companies <laughs> yes <Just> Flickr <laughs> um, um, subsequently I um, have done a lot of investing and sat on the board and was the chairman of Etsy for many many years and then I uh, invested in a bunch of companies as well such as Kickstarter and uh, Blue Bottle Coffee and um, Cloudera, which uh, wow. is an open source uh, platform, Absolutely. which uh, also went public and just a ton of stuff like that. And what I noticed is these aren't just like tech companies, but these are companies that really empower people. You're giving people mm-hmm. platforms to do things and be better and create and stuff like that. Yes. That's why I think it's so interesting. Yes. And this is actually why I say that as a, as a liberal arts major and somebody who studied literature and art has a different perspective on that and has built all of these platforms for creativity. Absolutely. I think that's a great point. I mean, I know you're a non-tech tech person. I also myself have a psychology degree and never imagined working in technology as a preteen. Um, what are some of the advice that you would give some people, particularly young girls and women of color who don't see themselves fitting into this economy right now, the tech ecosystem? What would you advise them to do to think about to enter into these careers? I don't think that um, the barriers to entry, then there are, and there are many, actually. There's many, and I know everybody knows that women don't get as much funding as men do, and um, people of color don't get as much funding as Mm -hmm. um, the usual suspects. They definitely do not. Nonetheless, there is an unbelievable amount of um, interest, fascination, support, mentors. I think that... Mm -hmm. It's been very important, actually, for the pioneering women in tech, and I know a lot of them, obviously, we all know each other, um, to stand up there and represent and actually be somebody that somebody else can, can look at and see that that is a career that I would like to have. This is something that I want to do. And um, to not be stopped by all of the... Um, you know, all of the news stories that are saying that it's not possible, because it is possible. And I think that you always have to start where you are with what you've got and bring out the best 
and then make your difference your advantage. I'm glad, That's wonderful. I'm really glad you bring that up because you know part of this whole our next 75 summit is looking at how Pittsburgh's going to be moving forward. And one of the issues that Pittsburgh is really grappling with is we've created a really diverse economy that's creating lots of wealth in the technology sector, but we're seeing lots of folks that can't quite tap into this. And we want to yes. make sure that the best and brightest minds can tap into this because we feel like we're leaving some really cool people behind and we don't want that to happen. Yes. So, I mean, how, what are some thoughts? This, this is like the million dollar question, so <laughs> no pressure, but like, how can we, what can Pittsburgh and it seems oh, I know generally how be it, doing? It's okay. super easy. Yeah. It's actually, honestly, to be, let's be honest. Yeah. Okay. It's super easy. Okay. It's super easy. This is what, these are the two things that you do. If you're a tech company and you want to have greater diversity in your company, you do two things. You hire the people that you say you want to hire, right? Gotcha. People don't actually do that. They hire huh. they hire people that fit into the model of the existing framework. Like the job description sometimes. That just, they right. have of people. If you can't find those people, women, people of color, you create them. And the way that mm-hmm. you do that is you do that with boot camps and on-the-job training. Gotcha. So I'll give you an example of this. When I was... Um, when I was chairman of Etsy, we had a role open. We had, we had surprisingly few women in management. I was the, I was the, um, the, the sole woman of a C-level position at the company at the time. Wow. And we had an open position for a CFO. We mm-hmm. said to ourselves, we are going to hire a woman for this job. We went to our recruiter, Diversa Partners, great recruiter, mm-hmm. New York-based, and we said we were looking for a woman for the CFO role. They said, ah, we can't do it. They hemmed and hawed. I don't know if we can do this, right? And so we said, just, just give it a try. Within two weeks, they had binders of women, just to kind of <laughs> they had binders Stack, of women. Right? Stacks of women. Okay. Romney of term women. there. Super cool. But if you put it there, and then everybody said, I was asking around. I was like, we're recruiting a CFO. For Etsy, the company's going to go public. It's a tremendous opportunity, an incredible opportunity for somebody. And I would get resumes for men, and we would not even look at them, right? Mm-hmm. You have to decide that that's what you're going to do. you got to make that conscious choice saying you have to you do it. That's the only the thing, thing that you have to do. And everybody kind of gives a lot of lip service. Oh, we've hired a chief diversity officer, mm-hmm. blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. No change actually happens unless you actually sit down and you say, okay, here are our targets, here are our goals. Here's how we're going to hire these people. And if you want to hire people of color, if you want to hire women, if you want to hire people from um, underrepresented groups, you just do that. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Intentionality really matters as far as getting things done within diversity, inclusion, and equity. And I know you made a point about kind of having representation, these hidden figures, highlighting untapped talent as Mm -hmm. a way to accelerate the idea of entering into these fields. Um, And that's why I say also, if you can't find them, make them, build them. Exactly. Right. So another thing that Etsy did is notice that they didn't have that many female engineers. Mm. So we started a boot camp and trained engineers and hired women out of that. We gave scholarships to women, and we hired out of that pool. And we were able to increase dramatically awesome. within two or three years the number of female engineers at the company. That's amazing stuff. So I mean, it's just that simple. It's, it's like people say that it's difficult, but it's not. And um, people kind of hem and haw. They say pipeline. Mm. They say, you know, they have all of that stuff. But I honestly, I don't think that, that any of that is true. Is, is it possible for like a startup to be intentional as well? Because many times a startup of doesn't have the, 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 yes. the deeper pockets. The best because time like, to start. It's the yeah. best time to start because, gotcha. you know, for example, my startups had female engineering managers, right? Um, we had, we turned down, everybody said there's no female engineers in the Valley. We can't hire them. They don't exist. And I, I would turn down, turn down more female engineers in a mm-hmm. week than some of these startups would see 
in a year, huh, in wow, five years, okay. because I was the founder of the company. The VP of engineering was a woman. We just knew a lot of women. They knew that they were coming to a friendly environment that supported and, and like kind of valued women. And so we just got a ton of resumes. Everybody was sending their resume to us. That's wonderful. Yeah. So not just getting them into the business, but attracting them and retaining them and creating a culture that's comfortable for them to be in. Because as we know, also, you have to create a, you have to create a happy culture for them to be in. A lot of people leave the tech industry. A lot of women mostly leave the tech industry because it is not a friendly environment for them. I agree. Absolutely. Um, this is such great insight. I'm so yeah. glad you're telling yeah. us about yeah. this. So just, one of the yeah. things that I see as another hurdle for getting women or p- women of color, other underrepresented groups into tech uh, is access and opportunity. And I know yes. that you have Yes VC. And yes. so if you want to talk to us a little bit about what you're doing with Yes VC, if there's any company entrepreneur you'd like to highlight right now that kind of is a standout within that group. Well, if you want to talk about people of color and, um, and uh, how, um, you know, putting your money where your mouth is. I recently made an investment in Career Karma. And I don't know if you know Career Karma. It is run by a black man. His name is Ruben Harris. Absolutely fantastic. It is bringing people who do not have access, who do not have the kind of educational background into mostly boot camps in which they are um, getting them jobs. They're giving them training and then getting them jobs subsequently. And it is Latino women it is black women. It is like amazing, actually, the community that's coming out of that. Um, it is a it is a fantastic platform. Um, it started out actually as a podcast and um, on kind of career advice for how to get how to how to break into startups. Yeah, and um, for people that are not um, typically targeted for breaking into startups. So wow. it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic um, organization and company. I just love the fact that you're taking a significant amount of money, but about $50 million you have in your fund altogether and putting it into companies that, you know, you're doing they're, they're like an ethical side to them. It's not just about taking the money and multiplying it. Right. And, your and we're not investment. like, here's the other thing too, is that we're not a quote unquote impact investor. I do not believe okay. that you cordon off yourself as an impact right. investor. We're going right. to be, we're going to be virtuous here. And then over here, we're just going to invest in, you know, gum, guns, pornography, <laughs> and cigarettes. You know what I'm saying? Those like, are my just favorite things. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> so you see what I'm saying? Like, I do not think that, like, kind of impact investing is, is, is kind of the way to go. Because I do think that your values should pervade everything that you do. Definitely. And if you look at actually what's going on with employees today, especially in the tech companies, they have been walking out. People want to share the values of the company where they work. Definitely. Right? And how does this tie into scaling? I've, I've had many debates with, with friends and coworkers. Around, it, it seems like it's just human nature for something to scale, 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 scale to get that super X return. Right. But some businesses, it doesn't necessarily mean like a super amount of scale is what you necessarily have to have to have an impact. To Are you guys familiar with the zebra movement? Yes. Yes. I followed yep. some of the things that you've been saying about the zebra movement. Zebra movement. Yes. Zebra movement. Let's talk so, a little bit about that. Unicorns, yeah. not zebras. So, so basically what the zebra movement is, is the zebra movement is entrepreneurs who are not only building huge businesses, they are also building things in such a way that they're sustainable and they mm-hmm. support the communities in which they grow. They are, frankly, most of the businesses, they are mostly started by women. They are mostly started by people of color. Exactly, right. They are different kinds of businesses that have just a very different funding model and a different expectation of the speed of growth. And they are built in such a way that they, they share the values of their employees, 
of their customers. And one of the things that I was most proud of, actually, that I had done as a as chairman of Etsy is that it was a B Corp. And if you're familiar with B Corps, are you guys familiar with this? Yes. It's a benefit. It's a it's a it's a company where you have a certification that shows that you have been consciously building exactly. sustainability. And um, or that triple bottom line type thing, right? Sort of triple bottom okay. line, but like it goes even further. They look, they look at they look at how you dispose of your garbage. They look at how far people are commuting to your office. They look at what kind of food you provide, what kind of hours you provide, where you work, what is the diversity. Everything. Wow, that's intense. It is intense, actually, and you go through a, a very very kind of stringent certification process to be certified as a B Corp. But that sounds really interesting to do that and be a company that's trying to get off the ground while then also following all these other rules and and mm-hmm. sure. To but make it's that work. like but everybody but everybody like you kind of realize some of the things you're already doing and whoa, we never really thought about our garbage disposal before. Exactly. Yeah. And how important if yeah. everyone could be kind of in that mindset. Yeah. How much, yeah. I want to see things could be better, but the idea that I think things could be better in some oh, ways. Oh, things could be better. <laughs> Honestly, it did not take that much work. Right. It did not take that much work. It really, it's, it's something actually that I think that, um, there was a survey that I read about that was, uh, probably a research, uh, project that was done by somebody at a university that I read about in the Wall Street Journal. And it was about people's values. And people's values at home were around things like, uh, kindness. Compassion, love, mm-hmm. support. Their values at work were about domination, aggression, <laughs> right. competition. Exactly. All these complete one mm-hmm. Kind of the opposite. <laughs> right. exactly. So it was building these, schiz- these schizophrenic people who, when they arrived at work, suddenly they transformed into these monsters. Yeah. And but they had all of those values. And mm-hmm. if they if they had been supported in those values and they were able to bring their values to work with them. Right. And that's what we're seeing more and more of. Okay. Yeah. Things that you care about. People want to work somewhere that they share the values of. And mm-hmm. so why are we not building businesses that actually support the values that everybody's already got? So these are the things I think as, as Pittsburgh companies grow, companies everywhere, but Pittsburgh, as we're thinking about these types of things for our next 75 summit, we need to be thinking about this. I'm so glad you're going to be talking about this to kind of inspire this. Yeah. Well, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here to yeah. talk to the, I mean, I'm super excited exactly. to get up in front of the stage and talk to everybody. I just think it's just, it's just so transformative and mm-hmm. it's great to get this insight and bring that into our yeah. town. And you yeah. do a lot of, you're just talking about conscious building and values. And I want to give you opportunity a little bit to talk about your podcast. Should this exist? Yes. I was going to ask yeah. about No, that. no. I have been so excited <laughs> and following the news. I know it just launched in like February, I believe. It's recent. Yes. Yeah, and so you've been bringing in entrepreneurs and, and pairing them with sociologists, psychologists, talking about um, questions that chief uh, ethics officers would would ask questions in major corporations, but on the entrepreneurial level. So I'm very yes. interested in yes. how this is working, what your Absolutely. feedback has been from entrepreneurs and the people that are listening so far. So this has been a this has been a fantastic thing. The um, the should this exist is a question that entrepreneurs had not necessarily been asking themselves. Mm -hmm. They asked themselves, can this exist? They're asking themselves, can I raise capital in order to make this exist? (laughs) But they never have quite answered the question, should this exist? And to be introducing this question into the building of technology is really one of our goals, is so that entrepreneurs, technologists, scientists, people who are changing the world are asking themselves, what are the potential outcomes of this? What is the best possible outcome? And what are the potential unintended consequences that we should really sit through 
and do scenario planning and do thought experiments and try to figure out how this technology could actually go foul of where we want it to be. And all of those mm-hmm. conversations have been so interesting and impactful. It's been things like human human replacing AI. Of course. It has been facial recognition software. It has been drone surveillance. It has been gene mm. editing. It has been software mm-hmm. that can transform your voice into anybody other, anybody's voice. I want Whether that software. Be... Can, I need to <laughs> Whose voice do you want, Jonathan? Uh, Who do you want? I don't know. I could go for like a Leonard Nimoy. Oh, super voice of authority. Voice of authority. I'm a big fan of Idris Elba's voice. I'm just okay. going to put that out there. That's all good. I, like I don't that. have it quite match as you, Jonathan, but <laughs> if you came into work the next day with a deep uh, London accent, it would be great. I would that would try. be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I might take you out tomorrow. Be careful. <laughs> I digress. But this the is, software yeah. exists. The software exists. And actually, wow. uh, a show just, um, just uh, came out on Life Extension and... <gasps> our attempts to immortalize ourselves. Ooh, the immortal. See, this so, is such cool content. It's such good stuff. Yeah. It's really but then super, super interesting the creepy. Yeah. So, and then, when's it get and then too we creepy? talk about the, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe this could happen. And you can actually see some of the scenarios. You can see kind of the scenarios like, mm, this, but not that. If we mm. want to steer this technology to its best possible outcome, this is what we do. Wow, this is fascinating. So if people just go and search for should this exist on all the all the major all uh, the major platforms, podcast platforms, you're going to be able to find. I'm going to start downloading. Should this, this exist? It it's, it's for you. We only got a few minutes left. I know you're super super busy. I'm just curious. I mean, you were actually were a Pittsburgher for seven years. I was as, I a, so as cool. a young child. I remember the escalator. All the way up the hill and the what do you, the funicular? Yeah, oh, the, the the incline or the funicular? The incline, yes, also well, called the funicular. Exactly. And um, I remember St. Paul's Cathedral, um, Heinz Hall. I saw the Nutcracker yeah. Ballet when I was a little kid. Um, I joined the swim team. I mean, you know, all I had childhood. All the good stuff. Years old. Like, exactly. yeah, so technically, you should just like have a pierogi tattooed on you somewhere by now. We are taking our claim of you, <laughs> Katarina, just so you know. You're a Pittsburgher, according to us. So. Yeah. 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 We're going to claim you as yeah. our <laughs> You're one of the ins. One of the ins. But any, any surprises about Pittsburgh and how we've been growing our tech sector? I mean, are you hearing I have been amazed. Stuff? Actually, I've heard about it. Okay. I've heard about it. And it's funny because Duolingo even put billboards up mm-hmm. on the 101. Yes, the 101 is the... Is the major um, freeway that goes through Silicon Valley, Absolutely. and I remember when I saw it, I was like, "Whoa, what is that?" It said, you know, it said kind of work in tech, own a home, and own a home. Exactly, like it was like in kind Pittsburgh. of, which is an impossible dream. You don't need a fifty-year mortgage for a house here. In <laughs> so, I mean, Excellent. it's been it's been wonder it's been wonderful seeing the growth of the tech sector, and cool. and from zero. I mean, that's why I'm here. The Allegheny Conference yeah. is actually. Um, kind of been instrumental in building out that after, you know, whatever, the collapse of the steel industry, all of these things that have happened in in Pittsburgh. So when you were seven years old, close to the time when I was seven years old, the employment rate in Pittsburgh was could be touching on 25%. Really? The late 70s, early 80s. Really? Yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. And now technology accounts for 35% of the wages and 25% of the workforce. So Fantastic. And it employs more people than Tremendous steel growth. did at one Tremendous point. Tremendous So, yeah, and the conference was part of how we're going to reorganize Pittsburgh and its assets to create wealth and, and opportunity. So that's why I'm excited to see for the next 75 years. And I'm so glad they brought you to town because we got to hang out with you for a little bit and it get some fun. insight. It was fun. It was fun. And I got to hang time. out with Gina for crying out loud. I know. It was it's super always fun, great so. being on the air with you, Jonathan. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you for sharing some time with us today. For sure. Great, great. great. I'll be back. Excellent. This is Jonathan Kirsten. We're going to hold you to it. With the Pittsburgh Tech Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.